I'm Sam Montgomery, National Brand Ambassador for Bardstown Bourbon Company. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cask Chasers Podcast. All right, so I am here. Hey, everyone. Hi. How are you? Welcome. 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 I am here with my good friend, Samantha. It's Samantha. Not Sam, not S, not S-Dog, not S-Wizzy. It's Samantha, but I'm going to call her Sam because we're cool like that. Uh, Montgomery. Is it Montgomery or Montgomery? Uh, whatever. M? Mick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From Bardstown. She is the national brand ambassador Correct. for Bardstown. You may have heard of it. Um, we've talked uh, before on the show with her, and you've learned that not only are they producing their own whiskey, but they produce a lot of whiskey for other folks. And you can listen to that episode at a later date. It's a great episode. But Sam, what I want to talk to you today is specifically about your love, your passion, and I will admit you're probably one of the most passionate people I know about this industry, about bourbon, about whiskey, about, you know, what it is and what it does and what it's doing for the community and and how it's breaking boundaries and i think it's doing awesome stuff i really want to get all into all that with you and kind of you know cut this thing let's dissect it and learn about what where when and why so first and foremost why whiskey why do you love it so much what what's the what tell me what it is so I got to be honest. Um, you hate it? <laughs> Bobby, don't drink it. <laughs> I hate the stuff. No. Um, I like whiskey. Um, I, I've always kind of grown up as a, a, a bit of a rebellious spirit. So um, when I started bartending when I was 21, I, I come from a smaller town. Smaller towns kind of progress a little bit later than, than you know, cities such as what we're used to. And... Uh, I got talked down a lot and condescended to constantly, constantly for, for being a woman. Mm-hmm. And it became almost a spiteful, petty, kind of subtle jab for me to be a, a better whiskey drinker, better better whiskey kind of educator mm-hmm. than the men that would sit at my bar. Because I just wanted to tell them to... Say it. Yeah. yeah. To just stick it where the sun yeah, don't yeah. shine. I was like... You know, guys would be like, um, can you make a Manhattan? And you'd think something as innocent as that as a question, like, wouldn't be, you know, uh, offensive. But, like, it, you, after, when you wait on 100 people a night and you do that for years and years, it's like they never ask a guy, can you make a Manhattan? They just go, I'll take a Manhattan. Yeah. But they ask the woman, can you make a Manhattan? So I was just like, screw this. I'm going to learn to love this and be all about it. And then, you know, naturally just kind of came into the industry at the right time, like when bourbon was really booming. And, you know, I think it's beautiful that it's our national spirit. And I really do feel like, you know, like we look at all these countries and (laughs) they've been around for thousands and tens of thousands of years with all these cultures and, and ceremonial traditions around the spirit that they make and how they celebrate with it. And we're really really young and in building those traditions and I want to be a part of it and I want to make them good traditions right so it's just it's just some for everybody I love that and I heard somebody tell me once and it's it's common sense now but it put it in perspective our country is only three or four people old yeah, you know oh, what I mean. We're a very few generations right. old. Right, it's yeah. it's not much, yeah. and we're really 
parts of the country really struggle with with accepting and, and doing things. I, I want to comment, and I'm, I'm not a placator, although this is going to sound very placating, on the comment you made about making cocktails. I will tell you, in my opinion, I have found when, a, when women make me a cocktail, at a bartender makes me a cocktail, they're typically the better cocktails. It's actually, funny enough, the men that typically can't make... I can't, I can't tell you how many side-of-the-road bars or whatever I've been to, some dudes back there... And I'm like, uh, can I get an old fashioned? And the muddling begins, you know what I mean? And the cherries start to get crushed at the bottom of the glass and I get a red drink with ice in it. So not that there aren't women out there screwing it up, but I, I, I feel like women are, I don't want to say better, but I feel like they feel like you hit the nail on the head, have to prove themselves a little more and therefore, therefore become monsters at it. Your best tasters, blenders, distillers, people in the industry from my experience and my five plus years of podcasting and, and being a part of this have been women and that is not plaguing that's just the facts of what i see does that come from a place of prove yourself or is there really just something in you know are you just better at it than us and maybe we've been maybe we've been for maybe men have been for granted for so long we just kind of got too lax and we we have accepted mediocrity when women stepped up the better thing was there right so it's a little bit of both i think so it's a little bit of both like yes absolutely women persons of color we we have a higher standard to beat you know, the straight cis white man. Yeah. I, I, we do. <laughs> yeah, just, no. So, you know, um, and that doesn't mean that given any woman and any man, you should put your money on the woman. You know what I mean? Um, and cocktail culture specifically, I feel like is still very much not um, as as prevalent nationally as, as it is in, in just bigger cities, mm. right? So people are still kind of just getting the hang of it because we're all creatures of habit, right? So we, I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, and I could go back there today and bartend and make all the cocktails that I make today that are, you know, world famous yeah. uh, or whatever, yeah. but uh, they won't want them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the they end want of a the, boiler maker. Yeah. They, at the end yeah. of the day, like you are a business and you are, above cocktails when when you're in hospitality yeah. above cocktails above food above culinary above anything you are guest experience first cocktail yeah. second plate second whatever you're doing cooking mixing serving whatever your guest experience so if you've got your old high school principal that comes in with like a fortune cookie piece of paper that says exactly how he wants his Manhattan made. Guess what? He doesn't want to know or get educated yeah. on yeah. how he should be drinking a Manhattan. He wants it the way he wants it. So I feel like it's somewhat unfair to judge those men and women that are muddling the cherry and the orange because you know, they're, they're servants at yeah. the end of the day. Like and that's what they know. Yeah, and that's what like, they've been taught. It's, yeah, it's sure. what they know. It's what they've been taught. And like, okay, let's, let's teach them a modern old fashioned. Who's going to drink it? No one. Mm. That guy comes in here every Thursday after, uh, you know, the, this thing that he does and he gets the same cocktail. Like we are creatures of habit. Like, and at the end of the day, we're providing an experience. If you want a muddled cherry and an orange, I will make it for you. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me, like, you grew up in Wisconsin, you want to splash a squirt on top? 
I will make it for you. It's fine. So it's just, you know, it, you can't learn if you're not been given the assets or the opportunity. Right. right? I respect that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Kentucky whiskey, bourbon specifically, um, something that I, and I, I love this conversation with you because I feel like you're this sharp spear ready to out, you know, to speak out and to, and to really champion for the people that are kind of in the shadows or tucked away or, or that are afraid to step into the light. Or as you said, you know, bearded white men that, um, that step on toes and whatnot. What I see, what I love about this industry is I, I come from the Marine Corps. Um, and the Marine Corps, I loved being Marine. I Marine for always great brotherhood, sisterhood, fraternity, and I loved it, but there's no change. And the Marine Corps for this example just started, you know, I think they had their first trans person. They had, you know, the first female in infantry and which is great. The Marine Corps is doing these things, but the comments are terrible. My Marines, I'm telling you, um, wake up. And so I see these different industries that are toxic or not accepting or not ready. But as toxic and bummed out as the whiskey industry can be, the consumer, it also on the other side of the coin feels like there's this there's this awesomeness of acceptance, change and innovation. You know what I mean? There are terrible people in this industry and you know that better than I do. But there are also these amazing human beings that are outstepping boundaries and trying to capture black bourbon society, um, you know, uh, bourbon women, these organizations that are doing big, crazy, awesome things to I talked to Samara Davis and, you know, her point was there's an entire culture, there's an entire population that should have bourbon, but they don't. Because the shitty liquor store is shoved in the middle of their sit their town, and you know they're they're not getting access to the good stuff or the or the knowledge or the education, and that's where she steps in, and she, you start to see that it's not that these people can't or aren't allowed; it's they're not being given the opportunity. And I think what I want to ask you: what does opportunity mean to you? I mean, what does that term in this industry really mean? You're starting with the easy questions, aren't you? Uh, there were softballs there. Um, I don't want to dodge this question, but I also don't want to, you know, pull something out of my ass. Right? I don't want you to either. Um, but so I, I do. But I do want to challenge you. I want it from the heart. If anything, I, you can give me. You ask about opportunity. Like, what does opportunity mean? And and I, that's that's tough to answer. But it, honestly, like. What I would say very honestly and transparently is that you you say that of late and in this industry, people are much more innovative and accepting and embracing, um, you know, anybody that's not a, a straight white male, right? Because that's, that's our heaviest audience. Mm. I would say that that is less to do with anything stemming from companies and mm. more to do with the age of social media mm. and what people as a general population demand. Ah, okay. So I would say it's less of an acceptance and it's more of an expectation. Uh, I like that. I like that perspective. And yeah. I think that's, you know, with everything, as we were talking before we started recording, like with every thing that is good, there is evil to be you know, manipulated yeah. out of it. And I think social media is, is a hot topic these days, right? So, like, 
social media can be awful, cyberbullying and and you know lack of privacy and whatever, but it also holds people accountable. Yeah, yeah. And there are no secrets and there are no hidden windows. Like you, you see what people put out there because we have these and yeah. and, and we we put it out there. So I would just. I think I would just encourage the general population to keep holding each other accountable because I'm telling you, and I work for a good company and, and I know we embrace that and, and are excited about it, but I see a lot and I know that uh, most of the time it's more of an expectation that they're trying to uphold than a moral that they have yeah. internally. Yeah, I understand. So yeah. we need to keep talking about it and yeah. we need to keep looking and, and, and judging and asking questions yeah. and, and being for that movement. I, I love that. And I think hopefully, you know, a podcast, our podcast, my, my hope and my dream isn't just to be, you know, somebody that's just bullshitting about whiskey. I, I want to do more than that. I really want to talk about you know, rich indulge, you know, indulging conversations. But I think our job also is to do what you just said, you know, those in the media, social media, podcast, whatever, our job is to help push that train along. And look, we've all worked for companies. I know, you know, it's about the bottom line. You know, if tomorrow, you know, a, a once anti-gay company, all their consumers were gay, guess what they're going to become? You know what I mean? A pro-gay company. I get that. Um, but the people that work there, the media, the, the people that talk about it, our job is to keep that torch lit and keep it moving and keep the momentum. And Let them know you're watching. Haida, how would you pronounce this? G-L-E-N-A-L-L-A-C-H-I-E. <laughs> I pronounce that delicious. Or Glenallachy. Okay. Right. Single malt scotch whiskey. From Speyside. Okay. The distillery's been around since 1967, but only available as a single malt since 2018. Uh-huh. And the whiskeys are designed by Billy Walker. What? Yeah. Talk to me more. Yeah, I know, because you, you have no idea who Billy Walker is. No. But the Cast Chasers podcast fan base do. Okay. He was the gentleman behind Glendronach Distillery, Ben Riach, Glenglassa. I should be excited right you now. You should be. If you're a whiskey fan, you should be super excited. Okay. Big, fruity, heavy, sherried whiskeys, just oh. glorious stuff. Okay. Yep, Glenallachy. That's okay. how you pronounce it. Okay, Glenallachy. Right. Glenallachy. Okay. Impex Beverages. Yes. Guess what we are? Uh, I don't know. Proud sponsors of the Cast Chasers podcast. Right. Yes. You know, and Sam, people like you are are honestly who I think people are listening to and going to. What better face of the company than somebody that cares about the people and the product? And I think that's... When I think of an interview with a company, I love talking to distillers. I just had Chris Morris here earlier, who's a legend. Um, but I, I think about people like you because you're the you're who we see. You're who I know. You're the, you're the person that I picture. You're the Bardstown. Does that make sense for the most of the consumers? Um, so I think that's very important. Let's switch gears for a second and get off this topic of, of beating up guys with beards because <laughs> we have feelings too. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I had my beard before all of you did, so, you know, get off the train. Um, 
what does let's get more on what Kentucky and bourbon really means. And I've asked, I've been asking this question a lot, and I've been getting very different answers, and I love it. And it's such a stupid question, but it a cheesy question, but people keep giving me different answers. What does bourbon mean to Kentucky, and what does Kentucky mean to bourbon? That's a great question. Yeah, I've been, and everybody says that, and they, all, but they all give me. You're pretty good at this. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> uh, let me split that up and uh, kind of reiterate that for myself. What does what does bourbon mean to Kentucky? What does Kentucky mean to bourbon? So, uh, bourbon to Kentucky means a lot. So, so bourbon is community. Bourbon is generations of families that have have put their heart and soul and into what we make here and it's like anybody that that kind of grows up in a thing you kind of don't realize the influence that you have Mm -hmm. because it's so accustomed to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and I oddly find myself in that boat even though I'm not from here I've only lived here for five six years and I remember moving here and being like bourbon oh my god like i've never seen a back bar like this i've never had pappy van winkle Mm -hmm. i you know man this 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 fermenter is wild Mm -hmm. like this is crazy and this is us right like not only is this america but this is kentucky right so there is this hugely like glitzy glamorous kind of feel to it and then once you're here for a few years you're kind of like you still learn to love it and and even more than you could have imagined but you're also just kind of um infatuated with how people receive it when they come here mm-hmm. you know like it's it's wild like we need this like Kentucky Bourbon Festival right we got like right. 40,000 people in town yeah. going out to eat and buying clothes and and getting coffee and and like supporting our community like it's so important um and you know, I, I think some of us take it for granted, but at the end of the day, when we're kind of like settling in and, and looking back at it, we're like, this is us. Yeah. Like this is, this is what we do. And this is really special. And we're all really proud of that. Like everyone from Kentucky is proud to be from Kentucky. So that, that is bourbon. I mean, that's bourbon alone. Um, what does Kentucky mean to bourbon? It's, you know, it's our birthplace. There's I'm a history buff, so, like, the whole, like, uh, you know, tax rebellion and, and and you know, uh, col- uh, colonization kind of moving out here to Kentucky just to not get taxed on the whiskey that they were making, like, um, it, it does give us an advantage. You know, one of the most, uh, one of the most kind of, like, just things people get wrong about Mm. bourbon is that oh bourbon has to come from kentucky it doesn't have to come from kentucky but i'll tell you we've been doing it longer than we can even document yeah you know what i mean like there does come like tricks to the trade and secrets and truths and that you just don't teach or learn with a book or a class you know so it's it's cool it's cool you know kentucky like it used to be something you'd make fun of you know, and now it's it's this like desirable, cool, Location, fun yeah. thing, and and I think everyone here is just kind of getting used to that yeah. still a little bit. Kind of like, why are all these people? It's like they kind of don't know what we got going on. We, we have a we have we have an idea, but we don't really get the full picture. And I kind of 
feel like I have a foot in both of those shoes because I was that girl that came here and was blown away. But I've also been so rooted here over the past five years that I'm kind of like, okay, what is this? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no, I get it. So it's it's fun. I try to remind myself of both perspectives whenever I need to be reminded. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be one of my favorite answers, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because um, I think it's the realist. It reminds me what you said. It's kind of like, you know, uh, my grandmother made chicken and dumplings. And I've had amazing chicken and dumplings elsewhere, but it'll never be like my grandmother made it. I think bourbon in Kentucky, it's kind of the same way. Great bourbons exist out there. But something about Kentucky, getting a bourbon from, drinking a bourbon in Kentucky with a Kentuckian, Kentucky on? Yeah. Kentucky on again? It's an experience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different world and it's a, it's a culture, it's a, it's a personality and it's a pride and I absolutely love it. Sam, you are, like I say, and I'll say it live and I'll say it here, not live, but you know what I mean. You're one of my favorite human beings on the planet. You're Thank incredible. You. you love your whiskey. You're just a good person, a good soul. Um, if you ever see Sam at an event, a liquor store or whatever, um, please, please take the time to listen to her. And on our note, on kind of the things we we're talking about, if you see a woman in the whiskey store, my wife, and the reason I bring this up, so many times she's in the liquor store line and somebody will come up to her and just... From the gate, kind of mansplain, mansplain, brush her off. She can tell you more about whiskey than I'll ever know. And one of the best, I'll tell you this, I'm gonna give her a good shout out. Um, neat bourbon bar, um, in Louisville, 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 Louisville. Um, neat bourbon bar. There's a, there's a woman there, um, named Kingsley. She made me, and it's, I, I wanted to bring this up with you because. I asked you one time, I, I messaged you, I texted you privately. I said, I need a cocktail. What should I make? And you told me about the paper plane. Uh, and Beth Burroughs, I hit her up and she told me about a paper plane. So I was like, paper plane. So I made a paper plane um, and I, I'm in love with them, right? Mm-hmm. So the best paper plane I've ever had was by Kingsley at, um, at Neat. Um, and she just tossed it together. I said, do you know how to make a paper plane? She goes, yeah, I do. And she just, in that moment at 11 o'clock in the morning, during a shoot, she was like, I'm going to, you have to use this kind of Aperol. You have to use this kind of lemon juice. You have to, you know, her own twist to things and, Mm -hmm. and the love and passion was in that glass. And, you know, I'm glad I asked her to make it because it turned out to be one of the best, um, challenge accepted. Um, but yeah, no, keep being incredible. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for hanging out with me at the Kentucky bourbon festival. Um, it's a great time, and it's a great time to hang out with you. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Always a pleasure. No, you're well, incredible. You. <laughs> yeah. You too. You too. Cheers, and uh, go have fun and do. Are you working still? Or are you gonna? This this caps my work yes. for the day. Yes. I'm gonna go head to I think Bourbon and Beyond. Yeah. Pearl Jams. Uh, Saint Vincent. Yes. It's a little more my style. Yeah. Um, I'm but a I'm 90s kid, so looking you know. forward to Pearl Jam yeah. too. But um, yeah, gonna do that, and then I'll be back here tomorrow to help. Right on. Right on. We'll see you then. All right. Cool. Thanks, Sam. Take care. All right, Chasers. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Please follow us on Instagram at Cast Chasers, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also visit our website for more content and merchandise at www.castchasers.org. Thank you again for listening. And remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. So, Sam, not enough bearded white guys in the whiskey industry, am I right? We could use more. We could use more representation.
like there's a there's a uh, short supply of of those. It's too bad they're having a hard year. Yeah, sure. we, we when do we get our turn? When yeah. do we? Yeah, 